Hey guys, it's Maximum Fun Drive Time, and I wanted to let you know that Friday night, that's this Friday night, the week that this show is released, we are live streaming a two-hour Jordan Jesse Go show from Maximum Fun World Headquarters. You can find more information <coughs> online at MaximumFun.org or just on Friday night, you can go to MaximumFun.org. Um, it's going to be great. We've got lots of friends of the show, including folks from the Max Fun family, coming on to be our guests. We'll be... Probably taking your emails or shit, I don't know. But it's going to be fun. So we'll talk to you Friday night. Let's get on with the show. Give a little time for the child within you. Don't be afraid to be young and free. Undo the locks and throw away the keys and take off your shoes and socks and run you. It's Jordan, Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Beautiful day in Los Angeles, Jordan. Yeah. Hey, Jesse, did you notice that I'm reeling? I noticed that you were reeling. Can I tell you why? Because we're in Carolina, Kentucky? Oh, no, no, no. I meant like emotionally reeling. Then why are you doing that dance? Oh, this is that's just a, like a cardio thing that I do. <laughs> gotcha. I'm having heart problems. Scotland. You know what? Can, can, can we bring in our guest and then I can tell you why, why I'm reeling? Because I'd Abs- like to get his take on this too. Absolutely. A favorite guest on this program. Uh, last heard on the, on the legendary Bud Light Lime episode. I wasn't present for the Bud Light Lime episode. But it did take place in my house while I wasn't there. Uh, comedian, writer, actor, Mr. Dave Horvitz. How are you, sir? I'm great. How are you guys? Good. We're good. So, Dave, can I tell you why I'm reeling? I want to know. Yesterday, at lunch, in the wild, mm-hmm. I heard a sling blade impression. <laughs> <laughs> I heard a guy do the sling blade voice. This is huge. I, and I, I, Are you sure you weren't just looking at a BuzzFeed page, top 10 90s impressions? <laughs> top 10 asshole impressions. No, I was – I think BuzzFeed was not involved. Okay. Where at, were you? I was at a restaurant. What restaurant? Important. Uh, I was at uh, I was at Dr. Hoggly Woggly's Barbecue. Okay. You brought this on yourself. <laughs> yeah. End of, end of segment. Well, that's not a real restaurant. <laughs> it's totally a real restaurant. It's in Van Nuys. It, uh, you know what? I've, I've actually heard of this place. It's uh, I you know I went to it because uh, Adam Carolla is always talking it up. It's a big Carolla fave. It's called Doctor Hogly Wogglys, H O G L Y, and uh, how I, is Wogly spelled? Huh? Wogly. Oh, W O G. Traditional spelling. Oh, double G. Yeah, yeah. Okay, <laughs> no, no, no. Sure. One G. One, oh, one G on Wogly. Okay. Can I ask you a question? You may. Is the proprietor of this restaurant a cartoon goat in a waistcoat? God, yeah, you can feed him a can in lieu of paying him for the meal. If you bring a tin can with a floppy top, he will eat the he will eat the top. It's one of the best deals in town. I yeah. Um, so yeah, it's in it's in this real kind of crummy neighborhood of Van Nuys. You know, big big leather booths, uh, just kind of watercolors of um, you know landscapes on the wall. Describe what Van Nuys is too. Uh, like a crummy place, <laughs> like just this real <laughs> this real crummy place. It's kind of north sure. of north of Hollywood. It's where porn and murder happen. Yeah, there you go. Sometimes in tandem. Yes. <laughs> The best kind. Yeah, both. yeah. It's a kind of place that seems like it should be abandoned, but isn't quite. Right. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. It's what what uh, I mean. If if Detroit didn't have its thriving juggalo industry, uh-huh. <laughs> sure. 
<laughs> what what Van Nuys needs is some juggalos. No, it's kind of you know we we were uh, we were supposed to tape uh, yesterday. You weren't feeling well, mm-hmm. uh, so I'm like, well, hey, I've got a free afternoon. I'm gonna go to this barbecue place that I've I've heard nothing. I'm gonna hit up Wogglies. I'm gonna hit up. I'm gonna hit up Hogwogs. <laughs> Doctor Hogwog. Sure. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so you know it's a, it's a thirty the thirty minute drive. So I drove up there and you know enjoying a nice, nice, uh, nice pork sandwich. Sure, in a booth. Had what a are you nice... talking about? Pulled pork? Yeah, pulled pork. Mm-hmm. Coleslaw on top. Mm. Side of baked beans. A slaw top. A little bit of sweet. A little bit of sweet in those beans. <laughs> uh, and and I just heard from behind me. mm Hmm. I'm, I like some nice hot mustard on my French fried taters. Oh. Okay, well, I, I'd like to say this. I was expecting it to be apropos of nothing, mm-hmm. as in a completely unmotivated Sling Blade impression. I want to say I hate it a little less because he was, in fact, enjoying French fried pertaters, but... um. I don't. I still feel empty. <laughs> I don't. You know, I that's feel a nothing. Good, I mean, I'm. That's a great explanation. Is that he was maybe I didn't notice what he was eating. It didn't occur to me to look at this guy's plate. Well, were French fried potatoes possible to be? Or like, could, could you get that? I think so. I think so. Okay. Yeah. What, would you? Do you think, in retrospect, that you would have felt more full spiritually if you had heard if Jordan had heard this sling blade impression, say, at a bank window? Um, like w- in an interaction with a teller. I think like, – Oh, can I get some <laughs> – I've never seen Sling Blade. <laughs> I, I don't even really remember how the impression Can I get goes. some 10s and 20s? Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> and some nice hot mustard. On my On my money. money <laughs> which I eat. I'm retarded. The only way that I would have felt uh, not completely empty is if it was during a conversation that you had with Billy Bob Thornton. <laughs> <laughs> Your friend and confidant. It is It is weird that for a while that was like – like this is a small talky Miramax movie kind of in the tradition of those early 90s Miramax movies. And for some reason it had an impression that for a while was as ubiquitous and assholey as Austin Powers. Mm-hmm. But it was also around the same time as uh, Forrest Gump, which is a similar – Oh, southern both, slow guy. Mm-hmm, southern slow dummies. And I think it was just people imitated Forrest Gump all the time because he liked to speak in the third person or just say his own name. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of quotable bits. And then in Sling Blade, it's like another weirdo slow dude, but he talks about uh, killing someone with a blade, right? <laughs> right. Isn't that what it – Yeah, a lawnmower blade, Some I think. Some folks is what call he... it a Kaiser blade. Mm-hmm. I just like to say all, all of those lines completely straight. You know, some folks call it a Kaiser blade. I call it a sling. Like blade. that's how the actors before they cast Billy Bob came in and just read it straight. <laughs> yeah. well, there some was folks... a variety of reads. Uh-huh. Some people did it in the Queen's English. I li- some folks call it a Kaiser blade. <laughs> I do like hot mustard on my French fried taters. <laughs> taters. Taters. Am I saying that right? Did I get it? No, uh. Tim Roth. <laughs> that's not what he sounds like. Originally, and then Patrick he said, "Fuck Stewart you! I could be in was... any Miramax movie I want. I'm Tim Roth." Uh, yeah. So this, I looked at who it was, and it was a middle-aged guy. No, I, no. I know. Stop. I, I let me continue. Let me blow your minds further. Well, well dressed and very handsome and a uh, tank top. Uh, what? And mustache. N- yeah. Oh. Okay. But he was wearing a tie. Right. <laughs> yes. A, t- a top hat and tail. A. It was one of those tank tops with the bow tie on it. 
Right. Oh, smart. Yeah, yeah, smart. with the bow tie drawn on. Sure. Uh, and he was talking to an elderly couple. Oh. Like a grandma and a grandpa. So, like, this old guy brought his... Or this, sorry, this middle-aged man brought his parents yeah. maybe to a barbecue restaurant and regaled them with accurate impressions of <laughs> 90s independent cinema. Yes. And now a monologue from Things to Do in Denver when you're dead. <laughs> this guy and, and does an the, amazing and, Romy and Michelle. Yeah. Let's see, name an Andy Garcia movie. Name an Andy <laughs> name Garcia movie. Do it. <laughs> this okay, guy. Okay. Well, only Things to Do in Denver when you're dead. But name that one and I'll do it. <laughs> right. I also actually had a magical moment hmm. this morning. Um, I, I've been out of commission for a few days and I sort of missed my son because I've had the flu. And so I can't really – you can't really interact with a small child when you have the flu because they could die. Yeah. Right. So you sent him to boarding school. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but this morning I I was uh, – he was sitting in his uh, – you know, he's got like a little high chair with a little table in front of it. And I, I pulled him out there and I was going to get a banana. I was going to go read him a book and eat a banana. And uh, he said, oh, banana, 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 banana. So I was like, OK, I'll, I'll – uh, I'll cut up some banana and give you some of my banana. You know, I'm a big man. I got a lot of bananas. Sure. You know what I mean? You're an adult. To brag. You can give him a banana. There's there's probably going to be three more in the pantry. Yeah, fucking lifetime supply of bananas. Yeah. Okay. So I put the banana. Jesse, I, Jesse, I wouldn't say that or else some uh, gorillas are going to burgle your house. <laughs> it's going to be a fucking panic room situation at your house. You this, when, guy? uh, this guy's bragging about all the bananas he's got. Dude, we got to get there. All right. I know the combination. Yeah. It's grunt, grunt, grunt. <laughs> pound, pound, throw grass. <laughs> okay. Fine animal gorilla. Yeah. yeah, Jesse, have you seen the preview for that movie, The Purge? You're going to have a The Purge situation on your hands, but with gorillas. I just saw it. Wait, I want to know. I feel like my heart's about to be warmed, so, so I'm going to brace myself. So I put the banana down on the counter. Is that because your heart is warmed by the thought of a gorilla siege? Yes. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> and go to grab a you know a knife mm-hmm. to cut to cut up sure. the banana, and I get the knife and the cutting board, and I turn around, and you know like a racist photograph of a young African American boy eating a slice of watermelon. Uh, photograph or crude drawing? Crude drawing. Yes, crude drawing. Excuse me. Yes. Um, my son is doing that. But with an unpeeled banana. Oh. <laughs> oh. Sideways? Sideways. Oh, golly. Like, like, like he's playing a harmonica or something. Like he's playing <laughs> a harmonica on a banana that has not yet been peeled. Mm. Has he bit through it or is he just gumming it? He's got his teeth in it. Oh. He, I wouldn't say he's bit through it. He did he's... not get – it's not like it came out of his mouth and it had a baby mouth <laughs> shape. A, a, perfect, a perfect bite taken out of it. Wow. Um, that's pretty good. Is he – are you, I mean, probably the next step is teaching him to pretend it's a telephone. Yeah. <laughs> As, I mean, you, have you know, to. if you are looking to teach your son things that will amuse you. And and also – That's the baby's job, right? Under the general category of banana skills. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You, you got – there's a hierarchy of banana skills that you that can be pegged to various developmental levels. Mm-hmm. I think the bite is squarely in the middle and telephone is at the far end. But what's the – No, what's I the, disagree. No? I think – you start with bite with skin on. Mm-hmm. Second level is telephone, skin on. Sure. Third level is peel from the part that sticks out. Mm-hmm. Fourth level is do that peel that someone will always tell you about. Oh, from the bottom. That no one has ever actually done but a monkey where you squeeze the bottom and then it pops open like a fucking orchid. Yeah. Mm. 
Uh, well, I mean, I think I think the uh, kind of a sub skill or a building block skill you need to get to that is teaching your son about prehensile feet. <laughs> True. And then <laughs> does he, he have prehensile feet yet? Has he reached that phase? He does not, and his tail is almost completely useless. Oh man, that's Jeez. disappointing. They don't tell you that about kids that their tails are going to be useless. <laughs> then they pop out and they can't grip a doorknob with it. Yeah, they can't swing. Dumb. Yeah. Um, I had a I had poles put in every room <laughs> in my house so that he could do things with all four of his limbs at the mm-hmm. same time while hanging from the pole by his tail. This hasn't happened kid yet. Kids are fucking waste. I would argue that that waste. above the ceiling. So if the if the bottom peel is the ceiling, breaking through it is uh, if the kid memorizes the uh, YouTube video of Kirk Cameron talking about how <laughs> amazing bananas are and how they could only be created by God as proof that God exists. If your kid walked into the living room and started saying that, you got a certified genius on your hands. One that needs to be deprogrammed immediately, but a genius. Wait, is, you, is in this scenario, is the kid saying this to make fun of Kirk Cameron or is he, Ooh, or is, or is he bought into it? Is he, is he drinking the Kool-Aid, you the know Cameron what? Kool-Aid? I'm going to say... He's got a sense of irony about him. Oh, okay. Yeah. So he can also recite uh, Dan Aykroyd's Crystal Head Vodka video. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Other famous YouTube fiascos. I'd argue that maybe before he does that, he might learn to put a condom on it with his mouth so he can become a cool, safe sex demonstrator. Uh, I'm sure. Maybe he can go from dorm to dorm. Yeah. Wait, mm-hmm. with his – I don't know if – Yeah, that's what cool – In demo? Sex, yeah, that's what they do in the cool demo. Yeah, remember uh, – remember – the movie uh, Old School, where Andy Dick does it, and he's in that little, little half shirt. I thought that was in a blowjob class. I um, thought that was just that time I met Andy Dick. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Andy Dick didn't know there was a movie taking place. He that's, was just doing that. That's a real rite of passage for a lot of Angelinos. Is their their when I met Andy Dick story? Have we ever yeah. talked about one time on one time at Max FunCon? Ask Hat with mm-hmm. the were one of the big acts, the Upright Citizens Brigade. Yeah, I think we have described this, but I think for Dave's okay. benefit, we, sh- we, we should, uh, give you we the, should do a I'll give notes. you the quick version. So <clears throat> they said that sometimes when they're in an unusual place, they like to predict how many people have been sexually assaulted or molested by Andy Dick. That's... Had some kind of appropriate or I think I think kind of what, what it was was – they predict that no matter where they are, more people will have been assaulted by Andy Dick than have ridden an elephant. Yes. Yeah. That's that you're And and correct. sure enough, Max Funcon, which is not a you know, which is not a not LA Hollywood, comedy thing, nope. mm-hmm. uh, more people had been assaulted. Just people who had come from various places. I think it was three to two or yeah. four to three. That's fascinating and not surprising. Yeah. I haven't had mine. And none of no. them were in LA. Like somebody was like, Yeah, I was in Austin. I was in Tulsa. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> I saw Andy Dick at it's a like, bar. Yeah. I have And he tried to stick his finger in my butt. <laughs> but thankfully I was wearing pants. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's Um no, I've never had any of those gleeful uh, kind of drunken interactions just just sad sober ones. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I produced a live show where he was doing a, a long run of sketches there and he had that was when he had his alcohol monitor on at all times. Uh but um the one that I remember is I went to Las Vegas with uh, a comedian and friend Charlene Yee, who was taping a special for Polly Shore. Real weird scenario there. Oh, Wait, that's, a, Charlene that's a match Yee? made in heaven. Yes, was uh, taping a special yes. for Polly on be avant garde musical comedian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got it. The lineup uh, was uh, the likes of Tom Green, Andy Dick, 
Faison Love in the film Friday. Uh, uh, Dave Navarro was making a live cameo in a bit. Oh, this was part of the Disparate tour. Yeah. The disparate, the... Uh, um, and then somebody had sent a, dropped a line to Charlene and she met with, with Mr. Uh, Mr. Shore. He was uh, – I remember she told me that he kept calling her Bobby Lee and thinking that was very funny. Oh. Uh. She did not think that was funny. Wow. Yeah. That, well, that's not funny. That's racist. <laughs> that is not a funny joke. I don't know if I'm uh, at liberty to dive. Uh, it doesn't matter. Who cares? Uh, it's <laughs> Polly Shore. Yeah. Uh, but but I. How but, dare you defame Polly Shore? The good name. <laughs> he built his house. He's got to live in it. He did a lot. Andy uh, Polly Shore did a lot of anti-Obama jokes at the top, which the Vegas crowd was really digging. <laughs> um, a lot of the pre-tape skits went What's completely What's Shore's haywire. problem with the Barack Obama? Anyway. Uh, he just knows his audience. Okay, sure. He's a shrewd right. guy. Um, a, lot of the pre- a lot of the sketch, the sketches, the uh, scripted moments had to be uh, taken several times because on Love was blackout drunk. <laughs> Wait, and they... hold on. I need to go back to he knows his audience. What is his audience? Um, super dummies. <laughs> yeah, I think – I think who's – I mean – I understand how he had an audience in 1994. Mm-hmm. When was it? 95? He is a touring, yeah, is a touring stand-up comedian in, in the year of our Lord, 2013. Well, I can sort of understand that too because there is – to a certain extent, if you are a famous person, mm-hmm. you can tour as a stand-up comedian True. because you can, you can rely upon the fact that people are undiscerning. And they just want to go to something that they have some familiarity. They want to read a name and go, I know that name. Sure. And I want to sit in a seat and I'm look in, at that person. I'm in a place where there's not many famous people. Yeah. I want to see. I want to see one. Add that. I want, I want you to bring me to a famous. Sure. <laughs> um, but that's, it, that's the, specifically, that's the audience that Bobcat Goldthwait has, has reviled for the last 15 years of his stand-up comedy career. Yes. He has decided to no longer do that at all, ever. By being a, you know, by being a thoughtful, uh, yes. caring, articulate man, they go, wait, you're not... <laughs> like, hold on. You're not shrieking nearly <laughs> enough. And he's like, but I'm super great. And we like, just we wanted don't. someone whose name we vaguely recalled. Yeah. <laughs> not an artist. <laughs> um, we thought you were going to be Steve Gutenberg. <laughs> we get our members of the Police Academy films confused. I heard he's delightful. <laughs> I bet. I bet Gutenberg's a lot of fun. But, but uh, to put a capper on this... Oh sure, Wild yeah, yeah. Vegas escapade. Yeah, um, this was this. You're building to an Andy Dick story. Yes, uh, it's a it's a quick little hit of of, of Dick. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I like I like that. Um, he gets on stage. That's his got, web. That's Andy Dick's web series. Yeah. Oh sure. They're thirty second bits. Mm-hmm. Him sticking his finger in various buttholes. <laughs> Um, so, so he comes on stage, he's sitting on a stool, he's kind of downtrodden, he's got uh, two guitarists with microphones behind him and he's going to sing some songs and uh, somebody, there are people who keep shouting because the crowd's all drunk and somebody stands up and, uh, and takes a picture and goes like, I got it, like to their like drunk friends and he goes, huh, I mean, that might, oh, sorry, sorry, let me, I want to get this perfectly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I he want goes, some fresh right tenders. <laughs> he goes. He says. He says that might be the last picture anyone ever takes of me. <sighs> oh my god! <laughs> Yay! To an audience of like three hundred drunk people who want to be entertained, and like, I'm sure one person was like, <laughs> "I got it! I got the last one!" And then he played a bunch of songs about like buttholes and stuff that were yeah. pretty. You know, he's cute. Yeah. 
He has a song called... He's got one about... Are you, you going to uh, talk about dip your cock yeah, in dip vodka? dip your cock in vodka. He I like that. It. It's about sterilizing your dick in the olden times. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's like... it's like Right, I know what you mean about like there being a sad, sober version of someone. It's like definitely you don't want anyone to self-destruct and die of alcohol poisoning, but I don't know, like some... Like, like the the husk of the old Andy Dick is probably more sad than the outrageous drunk one, you know. Yeah, I mean, well, the, well, the problem is, you know, I went to I went to a big show in Chicago a bunch of years ago to commemorate IO Improv Olympics anniversary. I think their twenty fifth anniversary, and Andy Dick played with ASCAT. Like, I, I think him and Tim Meadows and some people were like joined the original four UCBers to do a whole show, and he was phenomenal. Like one of the funniest shows I've ever seen anyone do. And so that's why I was like, I was like, I want that. I'm like, where's that guy? Yeah. So what, what level? News radio reruns. Oh, oh yeah, they're all they're all on Netflix. Oh. Dick, I recommend <laughs> going onto Netflix and watching news radio reruns. You know what? I think what might have happened was I was drunk in a hotel in Chicago and I watched some news radio. <laughs> yeah, that's what it was. Probably. Yeah. And it was it was like the one where Bob Odenkirk was on or something. It was. Oh. Yeah. Man. Sorry, I didn't mean to ruin everything. Wait, what does Chicago look like? <laughs> it's like this hotel room kind of city. Does it look like my apartment? No, no. I think you were you were. There's a lot like... of beautiful biz, a beautiful downtown area. Batman mm. was filmed there. Guys, I got to make some phone it's calls. Famous, <laughs> famous metal bean. <laughs> sounds like uh, sounds like your travel. Uh, your uh, God, what do you call that person? <laughs> travel agent. My travel agent. Yeah, your travel agent. I've got to fire my travel agent. There you go. And other jokes that would have be just, relevant in 87. Yeah. Just roofied you and put mm-hmm. you in your own bed. Put me in a steamer trunk, yeah. shook it up a little bit, and went, here, here we go. I'll take you to the airport, but first, this relaxation pill. Mm. <laughs> Joe's Watch All on a news radio DVD. Yeah. You oh. know what? It's not a half bad travel agent. No. no. Just get you high and play some news radio. Yeah. Isn't that all we there's really a lot, want? There's a lot worse scam travel agents That's out there. That's a fucking service. Sure. Would you rather would you rather find out that you're you, that you're like a you know like there was this controversy of these Chinese tourists that came to the United States and they had this big itinerary for their trip and it turned out that they were just going to public parks in San Diego. What? <laughs> <laughs> it's a big controversy. Um, Wait, <laughs> apparently this is not that unusual with Chinese travel agencies of for Chinese tourists coming to the United States, which is a very, which is a big deal thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, would you rather have that, or would you rather have them just get you high and make you watch news radio? If it says, you know, I just don't like being swindled in general, but I like getting high and I love news radio in that right? order. Sure. Um, so I think I would if a travel agent said we got a pretty good rate uh-huh. on a on a lower tier excursion. <laughs> they're like they're like if if, it, if that's a little too spendy for you, we can give you a, a fifth of Jack Daniels and a DVD of Veronica's Closet. <laughs> <laughs> if you're not, we do have, we do have a whippets and just shoot me package. And if you really want to spend a lot, some Corvassier and a advanced screener of the two new episodes of Arrested Development. Right. Yeah. Brand new ones. And seriously, twenty bucks, rot gut, single guy. <laughs> I saw the single guy Ooh. yesterday. 
at the Oaks. No, you didn't. I see did. The single guy yesterday. I did. You mean I, you saw Kim, the no, guy? No, I you said, saw the single guy. I saw the. I saw Jonathan Silverman. Wow. Also, weekend at Bernie's. And I did that stupid LA thing you sometimes do, where I looked up at a guy and I went, "Oh, that's my friend." And I almost was like, "Hey, man!" And realized, like, no, I'm just noticing that I recognize the single yeah. guy. Well, I think we all felt like we were friends with the single guy. Yeah. <laughs> right. I identified with. I mean, right? You guys know what it's like. Curly-haired (laughs) guy. That's right. Married to beautiful Chinese woman. Yes. Yeah. I kind of, I kind of felt like I was closer with Caroline in the city. Mm, Yeah. She liked mopey old Richard, who did, uh, who did his, who did the outlining. Wait. Oh God, you're familiar with all the characters. Oh yeah. You want to go on? You want a Caroline in the city trivia off with me? Let's do it. Uh, Kathy Name Griffin. a boring show. <laughs> Carolyn in the City. Boom. Ask me what what movie the lead was from. The lead? Back to the Future. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. She was the mom. <laughs> what what kind of hair did her friend have? <sighs> All of it. Okay, next. Come on. I'm I'm three for three. Okay, four for where four. did Caroline live? Oh, uh, a metropolis. <laughs> a burgeoning metropolis. <laughs> I would have also accepted the city. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, you know. <laughs> we'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. It's Jordan Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's Radio Sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. I'm Dave Horwitz, and I'm happy to be here. <laughs> you know what? I like that. Because I, I am happy to be here. Yeah. Some you disingenuous are. nickname that I just came up with. I am genuinely happy to be here. And I want that I want people to know me. I think it came across. Oh good good. It came good, across. Good, good. Okay, good. You know, you're not you're not throwing us a curveball. That's the high heat. No. That's a fucking that's that's the that's the straight talk express. I mean, I'm not going to be John like John McCain. <laughs> I could be like Chameleon Doctor. Like nobody nobody wants to hear that. You know, granted, I probably would have laughed at Chameleon Doctor. Oh. And granted, it probably would have been pretty popular, but you know what? You're right. It would have been bullshit. Would have been. Would it have been trending? It probably would have. Yeah. Hashtag How, Chameleon Doctor. Can I? Can I suggest a sub nickname for Chameleon Doctor? Hmm. It's not a crazy one, but Doctor Dave. Oh, Ooh, yeah. Doctor Doctor Dave. Dave is a really fun nickname. What about Doctor Davely Waverly? <laughs> <laughs> I'll slap a little hot mustard on your pork sandwich. Yeah. Oh, Come on down. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Let's get off the subject of Dave's nickname and on to the subject. <laughs> Sorry, Dr. Dave. I don't mean to be rude. Oh, no. As you were. Um, and on to Go the back su- to leading your famous New Orleans brass band. <laughs> <laughs> I took over for the electric uh, – I, I led the electric mayhem from 87 to 91 when Dr. Teeth was in rehab. Those were dark times. Yeah. It's the Max Fun Drive. Um, this show and all the shows at MaximumFun.org are supported by donation. And uh, so far, as of this recording, over 600 new donors at MaximumFun.org. It's kind of amazing. I know, right? Yeah, that's great. That's so, beautiful. Yeah. Guys, so, congratulations. Thanks, Dave. I thought, you know what? I had a, a, some people have it's asked me this week. not a or anything. <laughs> Mine's, mine's honorary. I just want to let you guys I just, let's okay. just clear the air. Sure. I am not accredited to do anything, but I will do it. You just gave the commencement sheets at Pitt Princeton that one year. Yeah. I was going to say mm-hmm. I, a lot of folks have been asking me lately why MaximumFun.org is 
donation supported. Mm-hmm. And I actually wrote a thing on my Tumblr the other day about it. And I and I sort of got to thinking about it. I feel like it's something I talked a lot about in the early <clears throat> days of MaximumFun.org and haven't talked a lot about lately. So I thought maybe we would just kind of take a second to talk about why that is because it is unusual. There's not a lot of other – Especially stuff that's not a charity, mm-hmm. you know, as as ours is, and it's there's a few pretty simple reasons. So I'm just going to sort of break it down, straight talk express style. If you'll pardon me, stealing your legendary catchphrase. No, no, no. Please go ahead, and I and I like how you've turned your chair around, uh, mm-hmm. kind of like you're going to level with us like a cool teacher. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> he's taken off his his uh, tweed blazer. He's rolled up his sleeves. Yeah, let's. Let's get into this. Burn some nag champa. <laughs> the vagina <laughs> by maximumfun.org. Fun I, and dangerous. <laughs> so there's there's a couple of reasons that maximumfun.org is donation supported. <laughs> the first is it would be very difficult for us to support what we're doing with advertising. There's a couple of reasons for that. One is our shows have – a lot of our shows have big audiences. But having having worked – you know, I run the business side of MaximumFun.org. Mm-hmm. It's very, very hard to sell advertising that isn't either very targeted, which is to say, you know, if you have a show or blog about hardware, you can sell it to a hammer manufacturer – or has a huge audience. When I say huge audience, I'm talking about millions. And this is a problem even somebody like, you know, Mark Marin faces who has a, a very large audience. So we've got great audiences on our shows, but not the kind of like million, two million, three million eyeballs that media buyers want. So that's issue number one. Issue number two is I kind of don't think that it makes sense for MaximumFun.org to be supported by advertising. Um and not to say that – I mean obviously we have some advertising on our shows. But you know, I do put this on and I I talk to ad buyers for Put This On because uh, Put This On is supported by advertising. And the online advertising world is really gross and awful. <laughs> um, and it changes your content. Um, you know, when when you are making something to make it – to make essentially a, a conducive environment to selling things, it is different. Um, and, you know, there are some things that work really well with that. News radio. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> I'm not now a salt. Yeah. But, um, but it's not the kind of content that I want to make and I don't think it is the best service for the audience. Yeah. And I think, I think the, that – I mean – I think part of the reason that people enjoy Jordan Jesse go if I could if I could you know predict a little bit is that you know we can just kind of talk about whatever we can talk about uh, <laughs> butt stuff we can talk about news radio and uh, it's just kind of what we're interested in and, and where the conversation goes and I think that if if this was you know uh, if this was advertiser supported there would be things we couldn't say things they wouldn't you know like for us to talk about you know. Uh, you know who knows we would have to we would have to find more current references than news radio uh, no thank you yeah no thanks um so yeah so i think that i think that if 
you know, you can't, probably could do a funny talk show that was advertiser supported, but it definitely wouldn't be this one. Yeah. So I, I also think <clears throat> Um, I also think that the people who make shows for MaximumFun.org are professionals and they deserve to get paid for their work. Um, I mean, I include myself in that and Jordan in that, but, you know, also all of the other folks. You know, I also include our producer, Brian. I also include our office staff. So people are working really hard and I, I think that getting paid is essentially what allows them to do this. Whether it's a matter of this is their job or whether it's a matter of, in the case of somebody like Jordan who – does other work, getting paid is what allows him to take the time out of his other work to do this. Yeah, I think everybody who who podcasts on this network, you know, in some form or another has done this or something like this for free for a while and, you know, honed their skills and gotten good at it. Um, so, yeah, but I think that you can only do it for free for so long before it, you know, it just becomes unimportant. So, yeah, I think the reason that we can do this regularly once a week and uh, that we have been doing it for so many years without, you know, without major interruption uh, is just because there's people who support it. And that's basically the only reason we can continue. And I and honestly, like, I think the content that <clears throat> we put out at MaximumFun.org and that we help put out is really good. I'm really proud of what we do. So there's that. And then the other question is... Well, why don't you sell it then? Selling things in that way, especially if you're not a famous person, don't have a huge marketing budget, um, this doesn't really work. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Thirteen. Yeah. I mean, I think you can look at all the uh, look at all the websites who you know five or six years ago put up paywalls and then took them down six months after. Yeah. Uh, it's something that people have tried on the internet, and there's just no proven model for it working. So. And and in addition to that, I really you know I I think that I and the other people who make shows at MaximumFun.org. Part of the reason that we – you know, part of the reason that anyone makes art – and it's ridiculous to call Jordan Jesse Go in particular art, <laughs> I think. But anybody who makes it's more of something, a shark. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. But anybody, anybody who makes something, part of the reason that you make it is because you want to reach people. And, um, and so it is – I have always felt like it was really important to have as few barriers between what we make and – and people who might be touched by it as possible. And I know that what we do, as stupid and silly as it is, you know, we get emails from people <clears throat> for whom this is a really important thing in their lives. Um, and I don't want to say, okay, you know, $2 or you can't give this a try. Yeah, for sure. And I think it's – yeah, it's like well, this is something we want people to be able to share with friends and for people to try and to sample and to sample new shows and just kind of to be able to dip in and dip out. But I think, you know, just, you know, if you have been dipping in and dipping out with regularity and the show has become a favorite and important to you, um, yeah, we think we're just we're just saying uh, we'd, we'd love your donation and, you know, you'll even get some cool stuff out of the deal. So. Yeah, exactly. Like I, I – so the way that I think of our donation donation system is that I do not feel like we are going to you to ask you to support a charity or that we're going to you with hat in hand or we're going to you, you know, because et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. What I think we're saying, and I think this is something that is new and that really only works in the context of the internet um, and this sort of internet media age is we're saying, how about this for a deal? We will give you everything we make 
If you think it's worth money, pay for it. Um, and, you know, this stuff can only exist if people say yes, uh, but people do say yes. And so that's sort of the reason that we that I've chosen this model is because it is it's the one that allows us to share our work with everyone who wants to access it and um, charge people who think it's worthwhile. You know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. And so yeah, and I think and I think you know we we've set up a we've set up a kind of a a a monthly donation schedule that will kind of mimic your Xbox Live subscriptions and your Netflixes. So yeah, I mean I think just you know thinking about it in that way. You know, this is not you giving a big chunk of money. It's you subscribing to something that, you know, comes every month. Or in this case, you know, you get a block of new shows every week. So, yeah, hopefully. <laughs> I, uh, I just paid $5 a month for Xbox Live, which I use exclusively to access other paid subscriptions. <laughs> yeah, wow, right. That is a racket. <laughs> yeah, I know. So if you can, you know, if you could find a couple bucks a month for uh, Netflix and for Xbox Live, uh, yeah, just think of think of maximum fun in that same way. Yeah, and and I want to thank you know. Though we hundreds... don't, we do not have a store of uh, body eighties ski movies, That's which true. I think is a is a failing on our we part. We are working on a system uh, like a headset system for teenagers to call you faggot, though. <laughs> yeah, we're working on it. It's coming. It's coming in twenty fifteen. We're not there quite yet, yeah. but I think. I think if we keep our focus, I think we can get there, technologically speaking. Um, I mean, I've been beta testing it for you guys for the past year, and I got to say, my feelings are really hurt. <laughs> <laughs> it's, those are the hazards. These are the hazards. <laughs> I mean, it has to be done, but yeah. my, my confidence is at an all-time low. Well, to be fair, you shouldn't be prancing around like that. <laughs> I like to dance. <laughs> But uh, I, I think at the end of the day, um, there are levels for everybody. As as we like to say, if you don't have a job, you are exempt. Mm-hmm. But if you do have a job, you can afford one of the donation levels. Think about what this show and all the other shows at MaximumFun.org are worth. And think about if you think that this is something that yeah. is – this is a model for content that should exist in the world because I think it is. Totally. And uh, yeah, and I think we'll, we'll, probably, we'll probably get into this a little bit more uh, during a future break. But there's all kinds of cool stuff. So, you know, you're – you're you're getting that awesome feeling of supporting your shows, but we've got we've got cool prizes up the wazoo. So, and I know that I am I'm ultimately really proud that the work that I make I'm making for the audience, for the people who care about it, and especially for people who care about it so much that they're paying for it voluntarily. Like I'm not I I wrote in the thing, you know, that I'm proud that we have a carrot but not a stick. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like we're giving people something. But we're not. I'm not threatening to take anything away from them. All I'm all, all I'm saying is, you know, here's something. Is it worth something to you? And and I, I really like making something for the audience instead of making it so that it you know sells more. Yeah, to build sure. an aspirational lifestyle environment or whatever. Yeah, and, and definitely like I'm you know looking at this job in comparison to my other jobs. It's like it's nice. It's nice that to not feel like you have to anticipate you know, an advertiser or a parent company or, you know, 15-year-olds on YouTube. Like, we're not sitting around thinking, okay, how can we please someone who's not us and the fans? It's like, no, we want to do a show that we like and we want to show, do a show that you guys like and that's it. It's nice to not have to think yeah. of eight different other parties. So, anyway, we're, we're really proud to be part of this. Uh, we hope that you are too and we hope that you'll support it and all this stuff at MaximumFun.org. It's very, very easy um, the important thing isn't what level you do it at. It's that you do it. So go to MaximumFun.org slash donate. 
now. It's Jordan, Jesse, go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Dr. Dave Horwitz. <laughs> it's great to have you here, Dr. Dave. This is, the, uh, this is the charming soap opera version of Dave Horwitz, right? Yes, I have a, a butt chin. <laughs> it's very nice. <laughs> this version of me has a butt chin. Yeah. I assume that this, that this Dave Horwitz was like, uh, you know, like the, the expert on an infomercial. Like, oh. I was going to be like, hey, Dr. Dave. This isn't something I'd usually ask uh, someone who was outside the medical field, but what should I do if I don't feel fresh down there? That's a very, very good question, Jesse. You got to cut your vagina off. <laughs> <laughs> it's an and you do it doctorate. with the slap chop. <laughs> Place your vagina doctorate. in a dishwasher safe plastic container. First to clean blades. First, do no harm. Is, I believe, what yeah. Hippocrates said. Mm-hmm. Guys, I am, speaking of doctors, I apologize if I, am, if I am not bringing the energy heat today. I have been through hell and back. Do not get the flu. I'll tell no. you what. I don't, yeah, the worst. You, you, know the, you know the flu shot it prevents the flu? Mm-hmm. Here's the thing about the flu shot. When I get the, I've gotten the flu shot twice before. When I get the flu shot, I get a migraine. Oh, no. So I don't want to get... The flu shot, because then I'll get the migraine. But the problem is if I don't get the flu shot and then I get the flu, I am super fucked. How long uh, does a migraine last for you versus how long a flu lasts for you? Okay, so this was this particular flu. Let's get into let's get into the timeline here. Yeah. Started feeling weird on my way home from work on Wednesday. Sure. Uh, by th- by Thursday morning, I was definitely having the flu. Mm-hmm. Um, I got over the and we are now at Sunday and I'm I'm still feeling lousy but I'm no longer feel like I'm going to die. So that's 3 solid days. Mm-hmm. 3 real solid flu days, two of which I had migraines. Um the migraines were both migraines that required me to take my medication twice, which is very rare. I mean that's something that comes up twice a year for me usually. So what happened is I had the flu, so I'm like shaking mm-hmm. and sweating. I also have um, amazing intestinal distress, sure. which was ironic because I was reading Mary Ro- past Jordan Jesse Go mm. guest Mary Roach's great new book, Gulp. Mm. And in fact, I was on a chapter about intestinal distress. That's fun. Oh. Yeah, it was fun. So I got to learn some scientific information great. about the uh, horrible pain and farts I was going I through. was reading her great book on sex research, uh, Bonk, while I was uh, getting fucked with a tiny camera. <laughs> sure. So. That's fun to sort of like, you know, read something and, and be able to really feel like you're in it. Like mm-hmm. that's yeah. sort of like how I feel if I'm watching a television program and I have the same shirt as one of the characters. <laughs> <laughs> yes. hey. That's exactly how I felt, Dave. Yeah. It is exactly how I Except felt. Except in your case, amazing stomach problems. But probably. it is like it – I really – like here's the thing. When I get a migraine that is not going away mm-hmm. – so usually I get a migraine, I take a pill – 90 minutes later, it's gone away. And my pill has side effects. It makes me stupid and slow, and I don't enjoy taking it. Like the movie side effects. Yes. <laughs> I, I kind of like side effects. Um, but it, <laughs> but it, it usually works. Though. 
But when it doesn't work... Oh, and that twist. Sorry. <laughs> Soderbergh's last film? Uh, well, Gosh. I, I guess maybe I hope we, not. Can we, maybe, we'll, can we count, maybe we'll count the Liberace one. That looks good. Ugh, we're the worst. <laughs> Sorry, I, I feel like I want to die just mm-hmm. from the migraine. And so when it's that plus shaking, I really... There was a point a couple days ago where I thought... There was a moment when I thought, if I could just turn this off... Oh, and also, I did an interview with our friend Nathan Rabin from the AV Club Mm -hmm. that published just as I was at the peak of my illness. And there was a cavalcade of comments about how what a horrible person I am and how I make the world a worse place. After the interview? Thoughtful, typically from the AV Club, thoughtful, insightful, incisive comments about how they want to slap me (laughs) over and over and over. Yeah, yeah, the AB Club is a funny place, and not to talk too much about them because I think it's a Candyman situation where yes, <laughs> they just want you to say their name. Uh, but yeah, it is it it is amazing how it takes that kind of bile and just uh, yeah that weird bile from YouTube, but adds a little bit of braininess, just yeah. just enough to go like, oh, it's the smart kids picking on me, uh, <laughs> right? Yeah, they uh, they reviewed the show I just wrote for uh, on Wednesday, which is the day it premiered, and it went up before the actual show premiered, and people were already commenting on it in the comments, and I was like, <laughs> what are you? How? What could you possibly be saying about this? It ha- you can't, you haven't seen it yet. They're like, not as good as the second season of Community. <laughs> Well, um, to be fair, nothing is. Um, but these are these are just these are just diehard Sarah Chalk haters, right? So, how, how could those people even exist? <laughs> She's an angel. She walks on clouds. I'm sorry. Let's, let's, let's. <laughs> so here I am. I'm I am like I am confused. I'm mentally confused because mm-hmm. my migraine medicine makes me confused. I have a migraine. I'm shaking. I'm sweating. I'm in my head is going through this list of horrible things people said about me on the internet. <laughs> I really like I there was This is like two it points. sounds like the scene where Dumbo gets drunk. During <laughs> Yes. During both of the migraines, like the one day there was one day when I just felt really miserable like I had the flu. But during both of the migraines, there were actual points where it occurred to me if I could just turn this off, would I? By which I mean life. Oh, no. I know. That's an extreme <laughs> thought. I know. Because you can. I'm not. You just th- throw yourself down the stairs, uh, you know, gas gas pipe in the I gas am, pipe in the car. I am really. Death I mean, that chocolate? would have taken. <laughs> <laughs> One, please, Dr. Kevorkian. <laughs> That's my preferred method. Yeah. <laughs> All of those would have taken more – I mean like all of those would have taken more physical effort than I was capable of at the time. Sure. But I have to say like – You didn't have the effort to drive to TGI Friday. I am glad. <laughs> I am really glad I did not – I did not have a handgun in my side Oof. table. Like I really – like I just – I at one point it was like uh, – at one point uh, last night actually, it was like 3 o'clock in the morning – and I'm like sitting on the edge of my bed, rocking back and forth. My wife was trying to uh, – didn't want to get the flu. So she was sleeping on cushions on the ground like six feet away. And I'm looking at my wife and thinking like, can I wake my wife up at 3 o'clock in the morning when there's nothing she can do? I just want her to be like, hey, tomorrow you'll feel better. And I did. I like – I couldn't – it was all I could fucking come up with. And she did it, right? She told you it was going to be okay. 
She didn't. She told me it was going to be okay. I was unconvinced. <laughs> but it was better she's kind than of phoned, she she's kind of phoned it in, huh? Can I tell you? I'll tell you yeah. one thing about this whole thing, though. Um, my mother-in-law was visiting this weekend, and that made oh, it even brother. worse. Oh, brother. <laughs> brother. You sure that's not what caused the migraine? My and mother. Also, you got a frying pan to the head, right? My yeah. mother-in-law actually was visiting, and I have... N- I mean, I've never been against my mother-in-law. Happens to be a wonderful mother-in-law, but it was such. I, I've never felt so powerfully grateful for a mother-in-law before. Like, just she like would take my son to the park, and then he wouldn't be running around and yelling. <laughs> and it was like such a gift. Oh, and poor Teresa had lost her voice completely, mm. so she's like she could only whisper. And my son didn't – he doesn't seem to understand that that's a kind of talking. Because he – yeah. Because he's a 19, 20 months old, something okay. like that. Yep. So he doesn't, he doesn't know that that is – sometimes he understands his talking, but sometimes not. So there's no way for my wife to get him to do anything. <laughs> well, I got to say I'm, I'm glad you didn't end your life. Uh, however, <laughs> okay. I mean, as someone I, – I also suffer from migraines and there is do that weird – really? I do. There is that weird point and I think I, – I feel like I've heard you talk about them before. My, mine are not quite as severe but having a sustained pain for that long really will do some weird stuff to your brain where you're like, I just – why is my body – what what yeah what, what yes. what's your end game brain? <laughs> no, I know exactly what you're what talking about. What can I about. do for you? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'll do anything. Yeah. I'm drinking water. I'll drink a gallon of water. You're supposed to drink water. I'll do every. Oh, I heard potassium's gonna lead a banana. Nothing. You just have to go under your bed and pray for the sweet release of death. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's this. There's the for like a, for a while you're thinking like this hurts really really bad, but I can just sort of distance myself from it. And then, you can masturbate through the pain. <laughs> yes. You can. At, <laughs> at some point, you know what, though? When I uh, – this is a little vulgar, but sometimes after I take my medication, I find myself wanting to masturbate. Hmm. Huh. Yeah. So, is there a sexy lady on the bottle? The, <laughs> there the, is. The pill bottle? Yes. Okay. Um, it's, it's one of those where you turn it upside down and it looks like her clothes dissolve off, <laughs> like a novelty pen your uncle has. <laughs> yes. I know those pill bottles. It's the only way they can get them to take it. <laughs> yeah. But there is – Take it and Lola will <laughs> – There is this moment in the pain and I'm sure that it's – I'm sure that it's something like – and you know, I, I'm also sure it's not on the same scale of but, but this, there's this feeling of kind of – a combination of powerlessness that you have no way to affect this and, and that it's like undeserved – you know, like you're not like – you didn't get this because you're a shitty guy. <laughs> no, you didn't insult a gypsy. But there's, this, <laughs> but there's this other part that's really upsetting and disconcerting about a migraine, which is that it's not coming from anything. Yeah. That it's not – like if – like I've I've had occasionally really severe pain from like an injury mm-hmm. or from, you know, something is inflamed or a cut – and that it's the pain from migraine. It's only pain. Yeah. Like it's sort of an abstract <laughs> thing. It's like what if we? Re- it's just remove- like loneliness. <laughs> yeah. Like what if we remove the requirement for something is going wrong from pain? Yeah. Where the only requirement is just like having a brain, having a body. Oh, are you alive? Well, this could happen just out of nowhere. Uh, 
it's yeah, it's it's legitimately the worst. I mean, I think we can all go on record here, hand to God, and say migraines. Take a hike. <laughs> <laughs> See ya. You're out of old, here. Old Hardline Horowitz. Hey, I don't pull any punches. Yeah, geez, no sacred cows with this guy. No way. Hey, unless don't we... talk bull to Doctor Dave. <laughs> Man, you should have a little like sea captain's bell that you ring <laughs> after you uh, just say something. Or, or you know, like a big uh, like grenade detonating for like when I drop a truth bomb. Yeah. Hashtag hard truth. <laughs> hard truth Horowitz, pull no punches. Look me up. Hashtag Doctor D. I'll tell it like it is. Um, and while we're talking about uh, pa- pain and failure, can I t- talk a yes. little bit about a, kind of an emotional pain yes. that I suffered? I this do week? because I saw this on Facebook and and it blew my mind. Okay, uh, so this this week uh, on the topic of 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 people from Max Fun having to kind of have a lot of a lot of different jobs in addition to podcasting, I was doing a little uh, field producing for the Food Network. And uh, so I was I was out doing uh, not hosting but kind of producing man on the street stuff kind of out by Grauman's Chinese Theater. This is not my favorite kind of work to do. I realize I am qualified for it. I'm I was happy to have their money. Uh, <laughs> not, not not nuts about doing this kind of thing. Uh, well, it's sort of it's a it's a it's uh, man on the street is. Is a little uncomfortable in the best of circumstances. Sure, absolutely. And there's this weird assumption from the people putting these things together that a man on the street, a man or woman you would find on the street, will say something funny. Mm-hmm. Uh, they will not because basically no one's funny. No one is funny. I, I don't know. how. What percentage of the population would you say is funny? Uh, five. Generous. And let's, 5% of everyone ever. Yeah. And let's talk about that 5% of people. Those people are funny at Thanksgiving dinner with their friends and family. <laughs> They're not funny when a random person walks up to them yeah. on the street oh, with that, a camera and asks them a question yeah. about food. It's such a it's such a it's such a specific point eight percent. That's the answer. Yeah, someone who can just turn it on mm-hmm. in front of a camera. So it's You're basically down to just Robin Williams. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. God, and when we lose him. The search continues. How what would, would Tyrone Raps a lot say about this chicken yo, rap? Yo, yo. <laughs> oh God. If you're a man on the street producer and you run into Robin Williams and you just you just happen to have a backpack full of wigs, <laughs> you could do your whole segment with just yeah, Robin Williams. Yeah, put a, put a new mustache season. on the guy. Yeah. So so no, not to not, not to belittle this nice job too much, but right. it's one of those things that you just have to you have to do you're trying to fill a small amount of time, but you just have to do it a lot. It's just one yeah. of those things that's just kind of a grind. It's tough work. Yeah. It's like like leveling up in a fantasy star game. Am I right, guys? There's a grind. There's a grind built in. Like Tetris? Is yeah, yeah. Like Tetris? Yeah, like leveling up in Tetris. Yeah, you got to be careful because the, the higher you get in the levels, the music plays faster. Yeah, it stresses you out. Yeah, it really stresses me out. Uh so anyway, so I so I that's that part of it is not that important, but I was just I it's it's important that I was in front of the the, the Chinese the, yeah the, the Tetris the part. Tetris part's not important. <laughs> sorry, sorry, uh, old, sorry, straight talk. What about even though the music keeps getting faster? That hey, is, hey, you know what that is important. Hey, if you want a hard truth, I got one for you. Not enough long red pieces. We need them. <laughs> we ding, need ding, more ding, of ding, them. Ding 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 ding. <laughs> you just got truth bomb, <laughs> guys. Guys, I think we all remember that music from Tetris, am I right? Da 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 
I had to watch your mouth. I got genuinely excited that I was going to get to sing the Tetris theme. <laughs> and now I can't think of it because I'm Jesse, just you're thinking of Tetris Wedding Edition. <laughs> it's the stupidest joke I've ever made in my life. It's my new favorite joke. <laughs> I got so excited when I thought of it. <laughs> okay, Jordan, you're a man so, on the oh, street. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, in front of the old Chinese theater, and and something that happens from that hub a lot is those Hollywood tours we'll leave from. Mm-hmm. Uh, and one of the tour buses, they're kind of these kind of open top double decker, right? Uh, not double decker, but it's like a it's a party bus. It's a kind of a brightly colored open top thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of these buses. So I'm just standing on the street, you know, dealing with appearance releases, and uh, this bus pulls up. And I hear the loudspeaker um, go, uh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, look who it is. It's Jack Osborne. And I turned around and I see the lady giving the tour in the bus looking at me. Oh, no. And everybody on the bus just starts applauding and taking my picture. And then she pulls a chain and opens the door and beckons for me to come on the bus. Wait, wait, wait. Oh, so, okay, okay. So just, just, to, sure. just, just to clarify, yeah. this woman, she's not saying, hey, this guy looks like Jack Osborne. She's no, no. Saying, she thought that she's like, this is you and you should come on the bus and talk wow. to this tour. Do you think she's friends with Jack Osborne? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, to where that would be appropriate. Can I ask you this? Sure. Do you think she's co-workers with Jack Osborne? <laughs> it could be. <laughs> you think it was he Jack Osborne's time he was to just drive the bus? Maybe lead the next yeah. tour. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, so, Okay. So there's a lot of things I could have done here. Sure. The 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 fun comedian in me that was looking for a cool experience would have gotten on the bus, affected a British accent, and proceeded to defame Jack Osborne. Right. <laughs> Maybe I could have groped some of the women, talked about child pornography, sure. uh, made some controversial political statements. <laughs> like in hindsight, that's what I would have liked to have done. But like, you were, but you were working. I was working. Yeah, I was working, and it would have been pretty unprofessional for a new job. Hold my clipboard. I'm going to go tell some people that Jack, Jack Osborne has had sex with children. <laughs> but uh, but here's – and it wasn't because of professionalism that I didn't do this. It was pure rage. Sure. And because uh, there's nothing – A, I'm just – I'm sick of people telling me I look like Jack it's Osborne. It's just fucking it's been happening. Done. Well, yeah. It's, Quit it. It's been happening since college, since he's been famous. And, and now since he's, he's not. now that he's not famous, he's not famous for being good or good looking. Or attractive. He's just famous yeah. for being a person. It's just one of those things. It's like if for having a dad, <laughs> right? Exactly. Uh, yeah. It's just like hey, I hate being told I look like a celebrity that maybe not is ugly now, but was for a while famous for being ugly and weird looking. Uh, so yeah. So here's what I did to this tour bus. I just yelled. Hey, I'm um, not Jack Osborne, and he's ugly, so that's an insult. Thanks. You just ruined my day. And then they close the door, and the bus drives off. <laughs> <laughs> Which was – that was – I'm a fucking jerk. Like, that was not the way to deal with that. I love how you prefaced it by saying what you could have done, yeah. and then what you did do was – the exact opposite <laughs> thing. Worse. You could not have done anything more different than that. Yeah. I wish I would have done the fun one. Maybe not the part where I defamed Jack Osborne, but maybe I could have had a little fun with it. And then maybe at the end said, hey, guys, I'm just kidding. It's not me. And then they all would have clapped. You know, it would have yeah. been a fun. I would have done a gotcha 
point to the tour guide. I think an old lady would have cried. An old well, well, I mean, probably what I did do made an old lady cry. Sure, yeah. she deserved it though. Yeah, that's true. I hope Applauding the, for you. I know, taking my picture, being excited to see me. I think you may have inspired that tour bus driver to apply for a different job. Yeah, maybe, maybe, I, maybe I lit a fire under that tour bus driver's ass. You know, I hope that, you did. Get that sci-fi screenplay finished, right? Yes. Just sit, sit down. She beckoned you on to the yeah, bus? Yeah. Is that a thing that they do? I mean, uh, yeah, if you I see think... a celebrity, do and would a celebrity get on the bus and just randomly I, do that? It's got to be an act of desperation. It's I have got... to say, if a bus pulled over and said, there's NPR's Jesse Thorne, they wanted me to get on the bus, and I wasn't like – I wasn't really busy, mm-hmm. I would probably get on the bus. I mean, if they would have corrected – because where is the bus? Like, how could you turn down that opportunity? Right? If it was actually you, sure. Yeah, I think I think if you were if you weren't if you weren't currently working mm-hmm. like at that exact moment. Yeah. Now I'm not I'm not suggesting that's sure. what you should have done, Jordan. Yeah. Uh, I I'm saying if they recognize me, I think I would want to get on the bus. For one thing, ask them why why did you recognize me? Yeah. Oh why, yeah. If it was why, a, yeah. why do you know who I am? If a woman pulled over a tour bus and said, "Hey." I think I followed that guy on Twitter. <laughs> hey, hey, are you a comedy writer? I would have, <laughs> I would have been thrilled. I don't get recognized yeah. really. Uh, it's happened a couple times for a couple things, but that would have made me feel feel really good. But not if they were like, "Hey, aren't you a, uh, I don't know, booger from Revenge of the Nerds?" <laughs> the first, the person you most closely resemble. Sure, I don't even remember. No, nope, I don't look like that guy. <laughs> aren't you late sixties Elliot Gould? <laughs> that honestly. <laughs> I have a future if I ever need to – if I I could post up on Hollywood Boulevard like uh, I'm on the p- cover of the Long Goodbye uh, DVD. We got to get – we got to get John Mulaney on the phone. He just cast Elliot Gould on, on his show. He did. We got to right. let him know if he needs a flashback younger, Gould. a younger but not, not, not exactly young, not like an 18-year-old. No. But like a like Gould a in 30, college, like a thirty-year-old or a twenty-six-year-old or a twenty-six to thirty is my range. Correct. <laughs> That's correct. Twenty-six to thirty is what I can do. Then, then you got Horvitz on the line. I yeah. would, I would kill for that opportunity. Yeah. If you're doing a Gould flashback, let's Don say. Mulaney, let me ask you this. <laughs> Get at me, dog. Ellie. Uh, do we do we uh, do we want to take a break or can we switch shames? Uh, okay, we can switch. Let's just switch. Let's do it. Let's I was go. gonna. I, I was gonna ask Dave. You you had something that you did recently that was potentially shameful that I wanted to ask about. I, uh, you were telling me that you went on a semi-ironic trip to the Renaissance Fair. Yes, although I would say. Uh, I was not exactly ironic because I think I was with some people who genuinely were enjoying themselves. Uh, and I had a pretty good time as well just sort of taking it all in. I didn't participate in any um, – uh, I didn't ogle any uh, top cleave. <laughs> uh, really choked looking breasts at that place. Yeah. Get, lot those, of, get those breasts some air. A, lo- a lot of – Hashtag top boob. Am I right? <laughs> hey. <laughs> Honestly, the more eyes we can get – on uh, on these Ren Fair boobs, the better. Yeah. We gotta, we gotta... What? I, I went to a Ren Fair with a high school class. Mm-hmm. But I don't really remember. I remember that there was a sword fighting class I took. 
Yes, that no, sounds about right. What happens at a Renaissance well, I think, fair? I genuinely well, I think about don't the thing remember. about the Renaissance fair is that it's you know it, it, on its head it's so goofy and the, the you know the culture that surrounds it is so goofy. But going is actually fun. Like yeah. you don't have to goof on it to have a good time. I mean, you know, you can uh, drink an ale and eat a turkey leg. And, which I, I did. I mean, I need a turkey leg, but I was you know I was drinking, having a good time. Everyone yeah. I was with dressed up, which I wasn't aware uh, was going to be part of it. Oh. And uh, and that's slightly out of my comfort zone. I'm actually not a huge Halloween. Dude. Dude, sure, but I'll do it. Um, You'll dress up as Elliot Gould. I'll dress. I honestly, you'll I'm carry around some stray cats and I've <laughs> had the thought of jacket. like I've I've as a side note, I've literally said I've had the thought if I dressed up like Elliot Gould from The Long Goodbye, would I have to like have the picture of the DVD on my phone <laughs> to show people? And I was like, maybe not. Maybe don't have a have a gun in one hand and a suit with a red tie. It's not going to read. Um, <laughs> But the Ren Fair, uh, you know, I I worked with Jordan on a on a television program, and I actually logged a bunch of footage of Jordan at a Renaissance Fair uh, when we were coworkers, and I just poured through all this footage and was like, oh, this looks kind of silly. And I walked in to the fair two days ago, or was it? It was yesterday, uh, and saw a, a gaggle of ladies uh, with very painted faces uh, beckoning to the men, and I said. I know those gals because I'd watched about an hour of Jordan sitting with them as they made uh, body jokes to him. <laughs> Real old timey like, uh, you know, stuff. Flog your mast, sailor. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. All sorts of stuff like that. And they were be- beckoning for men to come over to do the same thing. And I went, oh, wow, this this is really like – things don't change here at the Ren Fair. Do they use <laughs> real prostitutes and just put them in period costume? Yes, yes, uh, they do. They they spruce them up. They sorry, they gussy them up a little bit, mm-hmm. right? and then they uh, then they just shove them out and give them a cursory knowledge of old timiness. Oh. Uh, you got to say, assumed, me lord. I would have assumed they would have had auditions amongst the standard pre- street prostitutes who <laughs> to see their old timey acts. You need to hold on to this as a reality show competition pitch. <laughs> America's next top Ren Fair uh, whore. Well, I think I think why I don't think we need to stop at prostitutes. I think we can just take any street people. Yeah. Yes. I mean, you know, prostitutes will be involved. Well, there was a guy crawling. He spent the entire time crawling, like crouched down, like he like he was subservient to someone. That was a big thing. Uh, uh, there was a, there was for some sex pe- reasons. Well, I bet that is a part of that guy's elaborate dominatrix fantasy. Well, the interesting thing, I guess I'll just skip to the end, which is, in my opinion, the most interesting part. <laughs> uh, there were there was word going around the fair uh, just from like a weird tip. Then and then and then sort of things kind of became clearer that on the because this was the opening day of the rent fair, the opening weekend. Word on the street was uh, at night on the evening of the first opening night. Huge fuck party. Huge fuck party in the dirt. Wow. And just, just does your Ren Fair ticket get you access to this fuck party? I don't know. I feel like it's just the people who are uh, working the fair. I learned, that the, I learned recently that the people, they're like ho- homeless itinerants. <laughs> <laughs> they run. They, they participate. In when their... they're not doing the Ren Fair, they're not doing something else. Right. They're just being homeless. Well, they're, they're – they... Well, they they're are crashing on their fr- in their friend's pad, sure. and, and teaching theater tech at high schools. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I mean, I have to assume. 
<laughs> See, that's that's so fun. I mean, yeah, the, uh, long long running Jordan Jesse Go topic is 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 when does does the sex take place at these weird gatherings? It's nice to hear actual confirmation. Like it's yeah. just comforting. Uh, my my girlfriend was at the javelin toss, and there was a bunch of uh, small children running around. And one of the women who was manning the booth, it became clear that these were her kids and they were sort of uh, helping Carney, you know, like helping collect money and gather javelins to toss. And uh, the – I would say – I wouldn't say implication. The, 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 the actual thing <laughs> that this woman said to my girlfriend was that uh, the smallest child that we were looking at had been conceived at a renaissance fair, not near, not around – in. It wasn't that he had grown up going to Renaissance fairs, which is what she said, but, but but she said not only has he been coming since he was born, he was actually conceived here. Wow. That's his father is a javelin. <laughs> <laughs> filled with semen. A semen filled javelin. Yeah. That's so funny. I mean like like um I mean, is he a, a US citizen then? <laughs> or is he uh <laughs> he's I can, he's oh, subject yeah. to the king. Yeah. Of he's the a, Renaissance he's a fair. surf. Do Renaissance fairs have their own king? I think they do. Right, think... they do. Right, because there's because there's a there's a lance fight. I think whoever wins the wins the jousts mm-hmm. uh, gets to have his way with anyone there, uh, any paying patron. Sure, and uh, and then afterwards, even the no. bros that are just there to day drink. Yeah, <laughs> hold on. I think this. I think that this is just an episode of news radio. You saw <laughs> oh, no. Wait a minute. Well, hopped up on lewds. God, I wish I could get my hands on some lewds. There is. There's like, nice. a, there's a, like, isn't there a king? Am I misremembering that? Boy, I, I, the, the politics and, and yeah, the setup of it is still, is still a mystery to me. I think there's a king at medieval times. What does it cost? <laughs> I, I do. I, could, it, could it be that that's – because there's a yeah. joust there. And yeah. They have a king. I may just be remembering the movie The Cable Guy. Oh, where the king was played by Andy Dick. What? Yes, that's true. Man, Dude, we're all the balloons. coming back around. <laughs> the balloons are not we coming up from guys. the ceiling. Ring a ding a ding a ding. What Cable it, Guy now on Blu-ray. <laughs> what does it cost to get into uh, Renaissance Fair? It costs you about seventeen fifty. Seventeen fifty. That's reasonable. How would you? Which which do you prefer? A Renaissance fair or a state fair? Ooh. Well, I mean, or that depends. A vanity fair. <laughs> well, it depends issue... which one. Which one is uh, living color playing at? <laughs> <laughs> and which one has a very classy Justin Timberlake spread in it? <laughs> <laughs> Sincerely, though, you guys, you have experience with both. Mm-hmm. I'm sure, Dave, have you been to a state fair before? I haven't, but or a county uh, fair. I've never been. Uh, yes, county. Yes. Mm-hmm. Which county? What county are we talking about? Placer County? Uh, I went to the- Merced County. Where Where are these counties? They're California counties. In suburban uh, Massachusetts, I went to many times the Marshfield Fair. That mm. was a very, uh, you know, your average, your tilt-a-whirls, your cyclones, your gravitrons. Sure. Animals? Um, uh, animal, well, probably a small petting zoo, yeah. Um, this is not a- you're talking about a carnival. I Well, it was called the fair. You know what? I've never been to a state fair or a county fair. Were there fair. competitions- <laughs> Yes. Like a pie competition? Yes. It was uh, – Canning. Who can fill this clown's mouth up with water fastest? <laughs> was this a living clown or a cutout of a clown? Was Who is this guy? <laughs> and I won, but I wish I didn't. <laughs> 
was Earth, Wind, and Fire playing there? I think that's the difference between a county fair and a state fair, actually. Yeah. I, I mean, when, when, people, when I find out that, that bands are playing the state fair circuit, uh, I get very excited, but I've never been. I think my friends just went to see uh, En Vogue at, mm. the, at the Los Angeles County Fair or the OC Fair, something like that. I yeah. go see En Vogue at the at the county But I don't think En Vogue – I don't think you get to – I don't think Dawn is still in En Vogue. It's which the is sort two-lady of the whole affair. Point. Yeah. I, I fucking love En Vogue. I'm not – I like En Vogue. Hmm. But I don't you... think I have not listened to an En Vogue album since I was twelve. Mm-hmm. I will say that. But I individual En Vogue songs. I think, but when an En Vogue some song comes on the radio, I enjoy it, and not just in a nostalgic way. Hmm. I I mean I my my fair music experience. I mean tradition for me growing up was going to the Orange County Fair to see Weird Al. Does right. he play every year? He does. Oh. I do, I think he may has it may have taken some breaks. I think maybe he's. His hipness has gotten a little bit of a resurgence. Maybe he's not exclusively doing fairs anymore. He's real cool now. Very his, cool. His policy was every fair every year. Yeah. So yeah, that was a, a big, big tradition for me growing up was uh, was going to see Weird Al. But I, you know what? I'm gonna say it's like where would you like to spend your day, Jordan? Probably Ren Fair. Mm. Probably Ren Fair. Is it because of the cleave? It's not. That's not not part of it. But uh, yeah, I don't know. It just—it's more chill. It would be hard for Jordan to go to the Ren Fair and not get laid. Is that true? <laughs> uh, well, I've, I've, I've proven you wrong there. Um, <laughs> I have many sexless trips to the Ren Fair. I—I I, let me ask you this question about Please. Ren Fairs. Did you know sure. that at a Ren Fair there is no bunny rabbit competition? Yeah, I, and you know what? I, I hear I hear all these arguments. I hear baby pig race. Yes, am, baby am I pig race? Am I going to be sad not to hey, see a baby oh, pig race the where fair. they all have? Hold the phone. <laughs> Hold ring the phone. Ring a ding. Hashtag BP race. Whoa! I I I I definitely have never been to a county or state fair because if I'm missing a. If I'm missing we're a baby describing... pig race that I could be seeing right now, what the fuck am I doing okay, on your here's... show? We're describing the essential elements of a fair. Here's here's there's I mean, Guns N' Roses time... mirror you can win. Is that part? Am I still thinking carnival? <laughs> that is also no, no. You can fair, win a Guns N' Roses. You can mirror. win that at a carnival. Okay, because I, think... I want one. <laughs> it, like I feel like if I asked you what is the typical food that you eat at a fair. You would answer dim sum. <laughs> like at this point, I don't trust you about knowing what a fair is. No, a foie gras, right? Uh, is, it, is it falafel? Is that correct? I think you're thinking of a debutante ball, Dave. <laughs> debutante ball. Uh, I'm thinking of the player's ball. <laughs> um, yeah. I, I mean, OK. So here's something that happens at least at the L.A. County Fair every year is that there's a baby pig race and the baby pigs have – uh, celebrity names that are puns on pork products. Okay. Mm. Um, and no one – and I went last year. They have not thought to do John Ham. What? <laughs> God, I wish I could remember. Oh, boy. Lindsay Lohan? Com- yes, Lindsay Lohan is one of them. Sure. Um, I'm real good at this. Porkus Hilton. <laughs> uh, that, I, don't, I, I don't know why I laughed. I don't like that. Yeah, no, I, I get you. I, I understand the reaction. Porkus? Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> That would be better that if would... it was a baby porpoise. Right? Yeah, I was yeah. just going to say, if her name was Hilton. Porpoise Hilton, porpoise would work. <laughs> like... Dave, it's a stretch. They're all stretches. They are. Uh, so, yeah. So, yeah. I mean, I, I would I would be sad not to be seeing that stuff, but I think in general the kind of noise and bad smellness of the fair. 
I will hurts s- me a little bit. I will say um, that the lo- I've only been to the Los Angeles County Fair mm-hmm. once. Um, it is, and I don't know if my visit was typical. Mm-hmm. I will say that when I went, it was a fucking nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was shocked. I had only been to the <laughs> California State Fair. Mm-hmm. I had been a few times yeah. to the California State Fair, which is, you know, somewhere outside Sacramento or something like that. Mm-hmm. But um, but the Los Angeles County Fair, you have to drive. For one thing, I guess it's in Los Angeles Nowhere. County. Yeah, barely, you barely. You have to drive like literally yeah. like two, it's two in, and a it's half in hours. Yeah, to get to this fair. That's a long haul. And then you park your car. I remember parking my car, and it took me half an hour to walk to the fair. That's a well-attended Through the parking lot. Ren Fair, you're walking right in. Oh, yeah. yeah. So all of those things, I mean, I I think if I had to pick— It's at a damn recreation area. Although, now that I think about it, I just described all of those horrible things about it, and they were really horrible. Mm-hmm. But I'm pretty sure it was at the Los Angeles County Fair that I saw the 4-H bunny rabbit competition. Now, were they? was this like a, a, a beauty pageant? It's like a beauty pageant. It was a fight. It's a beauty pageant. It's like a – yeah. <laughs> Razors attached to their bu- the bunny four, tails. <laughs> the four little H, cotton tails. You know, the 4-H <laughs> is, is for farmers, mm-hmm. you know, so it's a livestock competition essentially. So there is this very formal way that you present the bunny. And when I say you, I mean in a, a fucking adorable 10-year-old. OK. Um, so far, so good. So you like lift it up. You like punt. I don't remember exactly the sequence or the exact things in the element, but I'm going to give you an idea. You you hold it like you would hold a bunny rabbit. Sure. Then you hold it by its scruff. Then you put it down on the table and pull its ears to the sides. Then you flip it upside down and extend its legs. <laughs> I remember that was one of the things. And then you do this stroke to cool it out and you smooth it out to make it as long as possible on its belly. And that, and this is all being done by a like a nine-year-old nine boy with, you know, black round eyeglasses sure. that looks like the kid from the Target, uh, you know, script for schools program, the commercials that went like, well, I buy some bird seed. It's for the birds. I, I, I mean, I could not be – I'm floating outside of this conversation, uh, but, but as far as that little boy's concerned in the commercial. But everything you're saying, I think it beats Renfair. It has to. This bunny rabbit competition, Jordan. It's, I mean, it sounds great. The rabbits it are sounds competing great. for I our feel hearts. Like, I feel like the Renfair, you're going to have to deal with a lot of – Failed actors imposing themselves on you. That's true. That's I, true. I think. I think if our choices are uh, aggressive cuteness of like you give me a ten year old with glasses, maybe a speech impediment and a bunny, <laughs> versus the aggressive goateed horniness of the Renaissance Pleasure Fair, I'm picking the cute stuff. I can, mm-hmm. I'll be horny on my own time. <laughs> sure. I don't want to scope a bunch. That's of what weird... episodes of News Radio are for. Yeah, man. <laughs> Vicky Lawrence? Yeah. Uh, John Lovitz later in the series? Don't talk about those seasons. <laughs> I thought those were pretty good. Yeah. They're all right. There's some good episodes in there. I'll stand up for those seasons. Those Lovitz, Lovitz episodes? Anytime anyone needs somebody to stand up for the John Lovitz episodes of News Radio, I'm your man. Look, I'm just saying. The Max Green character, not my favorite. The ones where he was living and did some episodes with Phil Hartman? 
The one, hey, the ones where they go to the one where he goes to jail. Come on, or the mental asylum? Yeah, Max is a foodie. <laughs> <laughs> he was a foodie before they even had foodies. Okay, yeah. I've been I'm swayed. I've been swayed really easily this whole time. The yeah. John Lovitz, the John Lovitz seasons were the ones with Johnny Johnson. That's the best character in news radio history. More than Jimmy James? Wow, we gotta have a roundtable debate about this. Yeah, yeah. We're gonna. No, go I, I think. I think. I think. Let's. Let's. We'll get back to the topic at hand. I think yeah. it's a tight race between state and Renfair. I think we can agree. Both have some. Both have good things going for it. Um, going for them. And it, how do both of these stack up for you guys to uh, going to see Captain EO at Disneyland, which is another thing I just did for the first time? <laughs> I, that was that's pretty good. M- maybe the most important entertainment experience of my childhood. I can honestly say I am nearly thirty years old, and seeing that, I will never be the same. <laughs> that is more formative than anything that I saw when I was twelve. I had a, I had a glow in the dark Captain EO sweatshirt that I wore every day for two years. Were you at all concerned when you were a child and you saw it that uh, you didn't know what was happening? Unconcerned. Okay, Not good. an issue for me. I, I, yeah, what's... Michael Jackson was in space. He Dave. was in space. He was in fucking space. Shooting lasers 3D. from dancing. But he had so what's many the little... plot of Captain EO? Um, uh, cool guy spaceman mm-hmm. has a bunch of fucking useless animal friends on a spaceship. <laughs> they fuck everything up for him. Then they have to go see Angelica Houston, whose uh, legs are made of wires. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's supposed to bring her something, but she wants to kill him. But then he dances at her, and then everything's okay. Okay. Can you remind me why they were there? Where? We were there to save the world is the theme song from Captain Ian. Oh, okay. oh We're here sorry. to save the world. Right. From... You, just, you just flunked your Captain EO test. Oh, man. F minus, Horvitz. Well, are you so jealous because I did so good on my Caroline in the City test? Yes. Although I did ask you, where does, where does Caroline live? And you said a metropolis. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm in metropolis. <laughs> Caroline in the City takes place in the DC universe. Oh, yeah. <laughs> on Earth 2. We'll be back in just a second <laughs> on Jordan Jesse Go. La, la, la. Jordan, Jesse, go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's Radio Sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Dr. Dave Horowitz bringing you a real talk on the airwaves. <laughs> Can I... This is your Dr. Fraser Crane type character. Right? I'm angling for a spinoff real hard. I didn't realize I was doing that. Oh, a I spinoff get... podcast? I don't... A spinoff something. Yeah. I'll take a spinoff popsicle stick joke. <laughs> <laughs> Can I tell you guys an amazing uh, telephone call that my producer, Julia, got the other day? You may. And I could hear it because it was a really loud telephone call. Mm-hmm. It went like this. Julia! This is the – she's like, hello? You, you be Julia, Dave. Okay. <clears throat> hello? Julia! It's Huey Lewis. I'm lost! <laughs> oh, no. Huey, are you using Apple Maps? Did she say that? Uh, she she helped Huey Lewis find our studio. That's amazing. I'm best friends with Huey Lewis now. I my jealousy knows no ends. Can I tell you some uh, just a couple of real quick things about Huey Lewis? Mm-hmm. Are you going to drop some Lewis nuggets? We played <laughs> okay. So we played him on with um, uh, the power. I of want love. a new drug. Wow. Um, and he uh, he goes. While while it's playing on, I haven't yet brought him on to the show, but while it's playing, he goes, hey, it sounds a lot like the Ghostbusters theme. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's a one. great 
Huey Lewis joke. Yep. That's right. number one. I already Great love work. him more than my own dad. <laughs> he basically is my dad. Um, number two, smells like pot. He does? Oh, yeah. Wow. Absolutely. Driving so, around L.A. Lewis still parties. When, when, he left, when he left, Julia said something really glorious about him. She goes, yeah, I bet he's driving a convertible. <laughs> yeah, a cherry red convertible. Probably a sweet Stang. He's got a great Stang. Um, driving down Wilshire with a joint in one hand and mm-hmm. a blonde in the other. <laughs> not, not steering. Major blonde in a major car. So Steering with his boner. <laughs> I, I guess maybe it's just because like – you know, I've I've never been a guy who's been interested in cars, but it always baffled me in like '80s movies when like a girl pulling up in a certain car was a big deal. It was like <laughs> that girl and that car. I'm yeah. like, I don't know, girl, girl seems fine because it's like the ultimate uh, dumb dude shortcut. Like get them, getting them on on board. Like you like blondes, you like cars. Well, <laughs> our third act hinges on it, so you better. <laughs> One more thing, next week. He's going fly fishing with a legendary fly fishing guide, Tom Brokaw and Michael Keaton. Wow. It is amazing when you think about the famous people that are friends. Now, I've been on this podcast before, Mm -hmm. and we spent quite a deal of time talking about Michael Keaton because – I will talk about Because you were Keaton drunk for, and that's what happens. Because <laughs> right. I'm obsessed with the man. I already like Huey Lewis. The story ends with he's going fly fishing with Keaton. Give me a break. Boy. Somebody tape that. Make a make a doc. Make a short form doc out of it. <laughs> I want to know what their banter's like. Yeah. No. That's probably I just, need to know. It's probably just about uh yeah, various women in the late eighties that they fucked. Oh man. I bet, I hope one of them Christy Brinkley, and then they both nod. Tani Katane, no way, man. <laughs> it's just Brokaw trying to think of a woman from the late 80s that they didn't fuck. Yeah. He's, he's like, uh... Sean Young? They, you know, and they're like, no, okay. And they're like, who's that? Oh, yeah. Definitely. Oh, yeah, yeah. Sure, sure, sure. Sherilyn Fenn? <laughs> Margaret Thatcher? <laughs> Angela Lansbury? And then Tom Brokaw's like, I, got, I took care I got- of that one. And then he goes for a high five, and they, they do a triple high five, but their boat capsizes. <laughs> I think you fly fish from the shore, right? I don't know. I don't know either. I need a dad like Huey to teach me these things. <laughs> if, only, if only your dad was either Huey Lewis or Robert Redford, you would know this right now. Oh, man. If my dad was Robert Redford, I could get into the goddamn Sundance lab. <laughs> <laughs> you listening, not my dad? <laughs> My drama about four late 30s friends needs to be seen. (laughs) He is listening. (gasps) He listens to this show. Okay. All right. All that that stuff you said in the first segment about how the Sundance catalog is a load of bullshit is really coming back to bite you in the rear. You have to edit it out. Hold on. Robert? Okay. Here we go. So you've seen Diner, right? What about it takes place in a sushi restaurant? Dave, it's me, Robert Redford. Yeah? That's right. I've got a special phone that lets me talk back to podcasts. I'm here. Before they're released. Can I make my movie? Don't think too hard about it. I'm it not thinking It doesn't make at all. a ton of sense. I haven't started thinking today. Dave? Yes? Get the sake bombs lined up. I'm green lighting your movie. ring a ding a ding a ding a Now, if you'll excuse me, I'm going to go back through my dimensional rift. Fine with me. (laughs) 
Hi, um, Dad. <laughs> Let's talk about the Max Fund Drive, shall we, yeah. gentlemen? We alluded to the thank you gifts you can get if you donate to the Maximum Fund Drive. Let's get into the nitty-gritty on that one. Five bucks shall a month. We? Five bucks a month, the lowest donation you can make, a very affordable donation. You get something like 30 hours of bonus podcasts that don't show up in the regular feed. Yeah, 30 plus, That's... including an eight-hour Jordan Jesse Go marathon. I think it was eight hours, wasn't it? Some somewhere Four in there. Hours? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. It, it was, was a long hours. time. It was a long. It time. was hours long, and we had Andy Richter on it, and Stephen Tobolowski, and all the guys from Super Ego. Oh, lots of great people. That were sounds on this fantastic. Show. Yeah, uh, that was a couple years ago, and we just recorded a brand new donors only episode in which we answered listener questions. Ooh. So yeah, lots of uh, lots of lots of insider Jordan Jesse Go knowledge. We did that with uh, Eliza Skinner, one of our favorite uh, guests. Another There's favorite guest. Last year's with Chris Fairbank which is a favorite. If you haven't heard it, you should probably donate. Ten bucks a month gets you our branded earbuds. Ooh. Now, if you're like me, you're always losing your headphones. And your headphones have electronics rather than media slash entertainment branding on them. So why not get our cool rocket ship branded headphones? Not only will you have headphones because you've lost them, but they'll have a logo that you can explain to people. Can I ask you a question? Please. I've been using these headphones to listen to podcasts mm-hmm. while I walk the dogs. Mm-hmm. Say I listen to a memory palace. I listen to a wham, bam, pow. For instance. Because they have my logo on them, is that like me wearing my own T-shirt? <sighs> Which we can agree is embarrassing, right? Mm, yeah. I mean, I mean, I think you, you know, the logo is picked to not be embarrassing, right? The logo is very distinctively now. We have a very cool, like a tasteful logo. Yeah. Uh, people are always, people, when when I offer them a t-shirt, you know, after they come on the show or whatever, they always go, mm, and then they see it and they're like, oh, that's t-shirt's cool. Yeah. Uh, well, here's what I'll say. Yeah. Wearing your own t-shirt, kind of weird, super visible, your own earbuds if someone looks at your earbuds, identifies them, thinks it's lame, brother, they're too close to your face. Yeah. Yeah, why are you getting so close? Maybe a, you're the lame one. Get away from my head sides. Why do they think I'm going to get on their <laughs> goddamn bus? Yeah. Am I right or am I right? Okay. So 10 bucks a month you get that plus the bonus episode. They probably just think you're Larry Bird. $20 a month. I don't know who's the celebrity you look most like. Larry Bird? Yeah, I look the most like Larry Bird. Okay. Michael Ian Black, I've been told Michael Ian Black. Okay, that's a good one. I've been told a bad, a less flattering one is, uh, oh, what's your uh, culture club lead singer? Boy George. Boy George. Okay. Um, so here's here's question. Here's, here's what you get at the $20 a month level, Dave. Dave, I know this is something that you're interested in. I want to know. Are you interested in intimacy? Oh, I strive for it in my day-to-day. Absolutely. And when I say intimacy, I'm talking about getting to, sell, getting to know yourself and others in a carnal capacity. Oh. Oh, we're talking $20 a month is a fuck party? <laughs> it comes it's, with a red fair wristband. Holy yeah. crap. It's essentially, thanks to our friends at ExtremeRestraints.com, a fuck party in a box. ExtremeRestraints.com? It's our... Intimate Sensations Pack. 20 bucks a month. You're getting a, uh, a massager. A personal massager. A personal massager. To work out your kinks. Yeah. And also to in put more ways on than your one. pussy mm-hmm. or taint or in your butt. 
I know we're trying or to be you're... discreet here. Or as as I think Kevin Kevin Allison mm-hmm. pointed out the other day on Twitter, and I would not, I would hesitate to undersell. Mm-hmm. You can put it on your donger. Sure. Did I say or on someone else? What did I said donger, didn't I? You said taint. I said taint. You said pussy. Oh, taint I said or pussy butt. taint. I'm sorry. You can. That's a glaring omission on I my think part. Kevin and I'm mentioned sorry. he he had a sample one. Mm-hmm. Has a sample one. He put it on a gentleman's donger. Mm-hmm. Gentleman enjoyed it. Well, that's great. You're also getting a uh, mask. Uh, max, a, s- a mask. Satin mask. Mm-hmm. For sensory deprivation. Sensory deprivation. You could also shove the mask up your butt, I guess. Wait, like what? I'm not going to tell you not to. Put it on your donger. Zipper, zipper mouth hole? <laughs> no, it's, uh, it's a little more, uh, it's a little more uh, silk stockings than that. It's a little more Cinemax. Okay. A little yeah. less. Uh, Fun. A little less fun. No, no. That sounds great. Yeah. That sounds better than the scary one. <laughs> and, and, the, uh, and the world's only podcast branded lube. Ooh. Maximumfun.org rocket lube. You can put that on, on whatever you please. It, From toast. Anything that needs <laughs> to be lubricated. It Maybe feels, not your car. Your cam axle. Yeah, sure. Is that something? Maybe. It, it feels like, for the lady, it feels like uh, wry observations and non sequiturs on the side. <laughs> and at $35 a month, you get not only all of those Cumulative, things, people. Cumulative. Oh, and if you, you, get it all. if you don't want the Intimate Sensations pack but you want to give $20 a month, you can get one of our cool T-shirts. Oh, so we got – so five is – let's – Five, we're looking at all the bonus content. Mm-hmm. 10, we're looking at all the bonus content and the earbuds. earbuds. 20, we're looking at all the bonus content, the earbuds, and the Intimate Sensations Pack, or if you prefer, the T-shirt. Okay. 35, you get all of that stuff, plus our laser-etched rocks glasses. Ooh. This is something you might enjoy on vacation. Maybe a, a little a little bourbon with your father-in-law? Absolutely. <laughs> sure. Why not? He says... Oh, these are, this is a handsome glass. What's this for? And you say, it's for a podcast mm, uh, fraternal organization I'm a member of. Uh, <laughs> right. For better. business people. Yeah, because, you know, you want to lubricate your father-in-law. You Absolutely. maybe don't want to use the lube. Right. You want to use uh, you wanna, your actual lube on You want to use a nice cocktail so you can hear all his best racist stuff. Give him some bullet rye over ice and one of the Max Fun branded rocks tumblers. Sure. And we've also, during this pledge drive thus far, mm-hmm. had four... Count them for Jesse's Golden Eagles. That's 100 bucks a month. You get all of that stuff, plus every month a MaxFun talent person, an on-air broadcaster from the MaxFun family, picks a cultural product, such as a book or a CD or a DVD, and sends it to your door. That's fantastic. I know. That's really These cool. are – I mean, I, honestly – I'm no shill, but holy crap, guys! Like you, uh, yeah, it seems yeah. like you really put some time into thinking about some stuff people would actually want. Yeah, we're shooting. We're shooting for a thousand donors as of this recording. We're at six hundred. You can find the latest totals at maximumfund.org. I want to blow past a thousand. We're doing a yeah. live show on Friday night. Hey, and can people come to that? We I'm genuinely asking. I'm not setting you up. I just don't know the rules. People will be here. Mm-hmm. We will have an audience here made up of MaximumFun.org donors mm-hmm. uh, who, have, who are invited guests. Mm-hmm. We will also have a popcorn machine. Oh. Is that an invited guest? Yes, Is it, it is. a donor? A, yes, it is. <laughs> okay, it's good. donating its services, mm-hmm. popping corn. Great. Is it sentient? <laughs> yeah, we're doing a live streaming show will on Friday Will it rise night, up and kill us? <laughs> which everyone out there should watch and Is enjoy. it the singularity? And... <laughs> Jordan, I think you're overthinking this a little bit. Well, hold on. Let me get Robert Redford on the phone. 
His secret interdimensional phone. This I guy wanna... really knows how to think outside the bun. <laughs> yeah. I want to, by the time we do that, I want to have blown past a 1,000 donors. Yeah. I that's think that's going to happen. We got challenge. People who are already donors put in challenge money. Our listener, Alice, put in a buck for every new donor. Cool. That could, add up, that could add up to a thousand bucks. Yeah. You know why? Because she's badass. More than six dollars for every new donor is, is the challenge to you. So if you, if you give five bucks a month, the first month, you're giving 11 bucks because all these awesome donors are doing it. We only ask for money once a year. Just go to MaximumFun.org slash donate. I think our shows are worth it. I think you do too because you are almost 100 minutes into a pledge episode. Yes, absolutely. I'm hanging out. <laughs> I left a lovely lunch where I was getting day drunk to come do this show. Yeah. MaximumFun.org slash donate. And we'll see you online at MaximumFun.org on Friday night uh, when we're, we're going to be streaming the show live. Yeah. It's going to be a blast. I think if you give $1,000 a month, that's the Dr. Dave Horwitz's uh, <laughs> platinum, <laughs> platinum fun guy level. Yeah. I'll teach you... A popular dance every month for the rest of your life. Really? A yeah. thousand, for a thousand bucks a month. A th- I'll teach you the foxtrot, the Roomba? watusi, the rumba. I'll teach you I'll teach you the electric slide. I'll teach you the cha-cha slide. Please, someone donate you... a thousand bucks to month to make it follow through on the bit. The chicken noodle soup. I'll teach you. You know the chicken noodle soup. I will learn it for this thing that right? I'm saying. Gotcha. I'll, <laughs> I'll teach you the Harlem Shake, the real one, not the thing that the people, the weird people are doing online, you know? Right. The real one. The real Harlem Shake. The salsa. The hustle. Um, the real Gangnam style. The real. Not the one people are doing online. The private one. The fu- <laughs> funky chicken. The funky chicken. The not so funky chicken. Charleston? The, the cold fried. <laughs> I'll teach you the Charleston for sure. Dave, you've just listened more than 12 dances. Uh, yeah, I'm well, saying once continuing. a month for the rest of your life. Oh, for the rest of your life. Oh, yeah. okay. Wow. Yeah. And I thought that, it was a yearly thing. Will you teach and, people to jerk? I'll teach them the jerk. See, this is the thing, though. We could do video Skype or I could actually go to your home. I don't need you to fly me. I'll pay my own ticket. Wow. I just want to hang out with you. <laughs> and dance. Yeah. I just want to hang out and dance for you. You don't even have to learn it. In Will fact, you be Dave's friend? Maximumfun.org slash donate. He's looking for friends. <laughs> <laughs> just put Dave's friend in the subject line. <laughs> Dave is a lonely man. Visit him online at MaximumFun.org slash donate. And we'll see you at MaximumFun.org Friday night one way or another. Yeah. You don't have to be a donor to watch the stream. You'll feel like shit if you do. Yeah. I mean, we got special We're going to make we you got, feel like a real shithead. We got all kinds of stuff planned. Gang, there's a popcorn machine where you're not listening? I know. Maximum Fun. We cannot stream the popcorn, though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the internet's not there All right. Yet. I take back everything I said. Oh, no, Dave. I take back taking it back. Who's going to teach people the jerk? Ugh, it's got to be me. Who else yeah, is it going to be? it's got to be. It's got to be me. I'll do it. God, we'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jessica. It's Jordan Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Dr. Dave Horowitz here for all your needs. You know what? It's fucking the, it's the maximum fun drive. Yeah. We're delivering the goods. People out there love this show. They're getting their, they're getting crammed full of Jordan Jesse Go this week. Yeah, aren't they? Aren't they? We got favorite guest Dave Horvitz here. Yeah, from the Bud Light Lime episode. <laughs> yeah, the big guns. 
the guns of Navarone. When something momentous happens to our listeners, we ask that they call us at 206-984-4FUN. It's for a segment called Momentous Occasions. The calls are recorded. We replay them here on our program. Mr. Fernandez, if you would. Hey, Jordan, Jesse, and guests. This is Thomas from Brooklyn. I'm calling in with what I think might be a momentous occasion or something just really weird. Uh, So I'm in my office, and the kind of weird, quiet guy of the office all day has been periodically licking a deodorant stick, a stick of deodorant, Old Spice, and everybody else in the office has noticed it, and nobody has the... uh, you know, the courage to approach him and ask what's going on. So uh, I don't know if maybe something crazy happened to him and it's causing him to do this, but it's been happening all day. Well, love the show. Thanks. Holy shit. Yeah. Well. I, I, there are no words. I, I, they should have sent a poet. Contact. Only Walt Whitman could do justice yeah. to what we've just heard. Jeez, what is that? Yeah, right? I mean, I guess that's maybe, you know, uh, maybe a kind of a my weird addiction type thing. I was just, yeah, like some either a strange compulsion or I mean, it oh, has hold to on be. one second. Brian, do you have a copy of Thoreau by Walden? Could you take a look in the index under licking a stick of old spice <laughs> and see if there's anything in there that would apply? And just let us know later on in the program. Sorry, Dave, I cut you off. I I mean, I can't even imagine. What does it taste like? I mean, it, it's Old Spice sure smells good. Yeah. If you mm. no, I don't. I don't really like super fragrant deodorants and shampoos. Yeah, tone so it down. Not not my cup, but uh, yeah, it's a it's it's definitely strong. Yeah. Um, Powerful. He just maybe he just likes their in-your-face ad campaigns, and that they're very caused, irreverent. They're pretty irreverent. As a guy, yeah, they appeal to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, as a guy, I, it's it's good to know that there's finally a deodorant for me. Mm-hmm. But uh, I will say this though, which I feel like we've all neglected to mention. Right, that ain't food. <laughs> <laughs> that shit ain't food. Yeah. Well, you know, maybe this is kind of one of those things. It's like I think we had a caller once who talked about the first time they went to work in drag. Mm-hmm. And they felt like, this is me. I've been keeping it a secret from my coworkers. Mm-hmm. I'm coming to work in drag. Mm-hmm. Big call. Very courageous. I think mm-hmm. we can all agree. Yeah, absolutely. Maybe this is this guy's that. This He's is like, the day that I'm going to eat my real s- lunch. Yeah. <laughs> this is his gender identity? Yeah. You know. I think that's possible. There's man. There's gender woman. Gender is a trans- spectrum. Gen- it's fluid. Yeah. Some people are, you know, men. Some people are women. Some. If you look at the Kinsey report, of, yeah, in the section under Old Spice, yeah, it says weirdos in the office will lick it. Yeah, maybe this guy has just been like, he's like, fuck it. Yeah, I've been in the office not licking a stick of deodorant for two years. I'm just gonna do it. I'm gonna be me. I no have, rule against it. I'm living a lie, eating microwavable chicken noodle soup. Yeah. at my desk. Secretly wanting nothing more than to be licking we go to a Quiznos. stick of blue. Deodorant. I don't enjoy it. No. Get yourself a paleta, <laughs> fresh fruit paleta. Mm-hmm. Lick that. I don't. Doesn't need to... scratch the itch. Nah. He can't be going to Quiznos enjoying a chicken carbonara sub. He doesn't want that. 
Yeah. He doesn't want to watch it go through the conveyor belt. It doesn't he, taste like cologne enough. When it comes out the other side of that of that uh, conveyor sure. belt, he wants it to be a stick of deodorant. <laughs> it never is. He always wishes. This guy always walks into the freezer aisle of the grocery store, grabs a box of It's a Caduzzi, tosses it on the conveyor belt, <laughs> and cries quietly because mm. he knows what it is not. Ain't It ain't a blue. It, it doesn't. It's not going to taste like the sea. <laughs> or a semen. As Old Spice would. A salty old you. semen. Yeah. Uh, you're talking about Chuck Norris, right? Yes. Oh, I'm thinking of high karate. Excuse me. <laughs> Do you know Chuck Norris shits Old Spice deodorant? Whoa! I feel like I'm sitting in a room with the internet. <laughs> I was talking about Captain Ron. Oh, okay. Do we have one more call, Brian? Hey, guys. I'm calling with a momentous ouch occasion. I have this really bad headache. And do you know why I have this headache? Well, let me tell you. I was just out jogging, and a freaking bird flew straight into my head. (laughs) I thought somebody threw a rock at my head, so it hurt so bad. I turned around, and there's this little robin. He's, like, flailing on the grass all drunkenly, and I'm, like, holding my head all drunkenly on the sidewalk. I'm like, hey, you okay, little buddy? And he's, like, blinks at me, and he stands up, and he's like, I can't show, yeah. And then he flies away, and then I continue to jog. But, um, yeah, my head is killing me. I didn't know birds were so hard. Love the show. Bye. I don't think the bird was talking. I think she was dazed. Yeah. I think you guys got your first ever call from Toontown. (laughs) (laughs) I think this is an adorable cartoon lady. Yeah. Who I am dying to meet. I want to meet a cartoon. I think if you drew a door... On the side of like a wall or a cave, she could probably run right through it. Right through it. This kid should. This needs to be a new subcategory. Yeah. Momentous occasion. Mm-hmm. Do you think this was a Disney princess? I hope. Yeah. Unusual. And the bird was coming to her because she was singing such a sweet song and was so pure of heart. She wanted to perch on her shoulder. Yeah. The bird That's was. That's what just you too... get for singing while you jog, though. Yeah. Nobody wants that shit. You whistle while you work. You don't sing while you jog. Momentous occasions. I like it. New Unusual thing. injuries. Yeah. People again are in, injured in unusual ways all the time. Sure, walking into beams, uh, possibly two guys holding a pane of glass that you walk through. Yep. Yeah. Fist fight. Guy's got a, a ladder on his shoulder. He turns around to look at something and hits his buddy. <laughs> bonk. Yeah. Bonks his buddy right in the noggin. Guys are guys are uh, pulling a piano up a high rise. It falls on you. You turn into some sort of accordion person. Somebody pokes your eyes out. Mm-hmm. Um, accidentally you're a, puncturing you're a parable. the bag of. Oh, sorry. Oh, you're a parable for Hitler? (laughs) I was going to say you're trying to Maria full of grace a bag of heroin and it breaks. (laughs) Sure. It breaks inside you. That's another fun on-the-job injury. Border Patrol finds you. They rough you up. 206-9844-FUN. Whether it's a momentous occasion, a moment of shame, or our newest segment, Momentous Ouch-cations. Give us a call yeah, or email us at jjgo at maximumfun.org. We'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jessica. It's Jordan Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's Radio Suite. Jordan Morris, Boy Detective. Dr. Dave Horowitz, curing all your ailments. Always great to have you here on the show, Double D. Giving you some new ones. (laughs) (laughs) I'll make you sick. 
<laughs> what are we talking about? You're giving people some poisonous tinctures. No, I've just given some ladies some cat scratch fever before. <laughs> Sorry. I liked it a lot. Sure. I liked saying cat scratch fever. It's okay. I mean, it's who, fun to say. Who am I to judge anything that anyone says after I sang the chicken dance song? Happily. <laughs> okay. Look, what are the takeaways from this week's program? Number one, watch our live show Friday night on the internet. Yeah. Maximumfun.org. Number two, go to MaximumFun.org slash donate. Number three, you should watch Dave's program, his television program that he writes for. It's called How to Live with Your Parents. For the rest of your life. Wednesdays, 930, American Broadcasting Corporation, right after Modern Family. You don't even have to change the channel from that show that everyone watches. You should say, keep it there. Alphabet Net. Oh, our folks net. only speak variety speak. <laughs> yeah, this is oh. industry podcast. Check out my new laugher on AlphabetNet. <laughs> Skeen stars Scrubs alum Sarah Chalk and TV's Brad Garrett. Not to mention TV newcomer John Doerr. Do you think if, guy it, in the world. if it gets canceled on the alphabet, they can move it to the laugher net? <laughs> John Doerr's on that show, huh? John Doerr is the funniest man. John Doerr is real funny. Joe Wangert? Who's funnier than hey, that? you know what? Brad Garrett's real funny. My wife's been watching a lot of uh, uh, Everybody Loves Raymond. He fucking kills it every time. He's a pro. He's amazing. Sounds like a real hilarious TV show. It's great. It's fun. Fun stuff. MaximumFun.org slash donate. We love you all. To all of you who have already supported us, Mm -hmm. thank you. To all of you who are about to, awesome. To all of you putting it off, saying you're going to do it later, don't. Do it now. MaximumFun.org slash donate. Not if you're driving, though. And for those about to rock, driving. you get to do it if they're driving. I want people to pull out their fucking phone, do it on their phone, type in their credit card number on their phone while they're behind the wheel of the fucking car. Wait, that's wait. how much. That's how serious I am about this shit. I don't. I I admire you. Should they? I, I mean, they should, pull, should, they should pull over right first. I feel Absolutely like that's dangerous. Not. I don't care if they're driving. They can just pull to the shoulder. They could be driving a race car. Oh no! They could be. Don't driving. listen to it, Mario Andretti. They Don't listen be. to that Mario Kart. <laughs> you won't see the turtle shell coming. They could be driving a high-speed thresher through a schoolyard. And I would say now is the time to do it. What about and one of those also, airboats in a bayou? Sure. You know those big fans? They could yeah, be yeah, yeah. driving an alligator <laughs> that's through dangerous. a bayou. I think that's dangerous to begin with. Yeah. Yeah. Maximumfun.org slash donate. No bullshit. Right? No fucking bullshit. No, I don't have time for that. You know what? I, I agree with you. Do it while you're driving. Just do it. This is great. Podcasts are great. Everybody stop pretending you don't know what it is. We're paying. <laughs> hey, hey, parents, don't call it the Twitter. Don't pretend you don't know what podcasts are. It's radio. Shut up. Yeah, Mom, I've explained this to you enough. Put it on your phone. They're funny. They're informative. Everyone's dumb. Can I just say <laughs> this? I'm mad. <laughs> Go ahead. We're fucking paying people. This money goes to the show to people who make the shows you listen to. It doesn't go to Warner Brothers. It doesn't go to some intermediary. It doesn't go to a key grip. Fucking key grips. Fucking greedy ass. key grips. It doesn't come to some, go to some asshole best boy. Yeah. But doesn't most of it go to Joss Whedon? It does none of it goes to Joss Whedon. Oh. Okay. It goes directly to the people whose work you enjoy. Do not pass I enjoy Joss Whedon's work. Yeah, you should give some I, really, Joss I should give Joss Whedon some money. 
I really like Firefly. Josh Whedon, if you wanted to just drop me a line, I'll give you some I didn't money. like the Avengers as much as, I, I, as everyone did. But I did like Firefly. You didn't like when the Hulk punched Thor? That was fun. I enjoyed that. I forgot that. Happened. That made me gay. That gave me a real smile. But don't give Joss Whedon any money. Don't need it to maximum fun. Sure. That guy's got money. He doesn't need He's yours. He's fine. That guy's not sweating it. He's making his own little Shakespeare movies at his house for fun. That's <laughs> how much money that guy's got. On a lark. He's making movies on a lark. He's making fuck it movies. You know what I'm doing on a lark? Nothing. Yeah. Well, give us some money to make fuck it movies. To be fair, you're getting drunk, dropping a couple of Vicodin and watching news radio. Oh, what a, I love but That's for that. work. That's for work. I'll tweet on a lark, but I'll, I'll, I'm not going to lie. I hope somebody – I hope that's a profession. Yeah. You know? I'm writing jokes. Sure. Television, movies, radio, the future. It's now. Yeah. Maximumfun.org slash donate. We'll talk to you next time. Am I awake? Jesse go. <laughs> Maximumfun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.